Gaming NBS episode 272 being recorded Monday, December 16th, 2019. Welcome to Gaming NBS, a tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. And Sean, today's actually Tuesday the 17th. Oh, shit. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I had Monday off. <laughs> you had Monday off and I was swamped. So we, this is one of the latest we've ever recorded in a week. But anyway, yeah, it's Tuesday. 17th. Tuesday the 17th. And, you know, you're listening to this. Whenever. On a, on a day or night that is not. Tuesday, Post- the 17th. Yeah. <laughs> we tell you the day we record this for posterity's sake or something? Don't know. Uh, it's Well, that's just it. Because our stuff is not always evergreen. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, right? we'll have oh, like Kickstarter. A, uh, and it's like, wait a minute, this was two years ago. You bastards, that thing's yeah. dead. Yeah. So how was, your, uh, how was your long weekend there? Did you game at all? Get anything done? I did not game. Uh, holidays with mom. And, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, holiday season is officially kicked <laughs> off. As the Kelly, Kelly household, the Kelly family. Um. So yeah, not, nothing gaming related this past weekend that I can think of that I could share. Although today I went to a geek meet up here in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, was it good? I got to check out an Oculus Rift. I think it was a rift. Okay. Um, because they just recently pushed out an update where your hands, you don't need the controllers in your hands. Oh, okay. You hold out your hands and you can see what would be your hands. My buddy VR. Lenny has, I think it's an Oculus, with the, the one with the lightsaber. We can do the, have you seen those videos? So I played Vader, the Vader like game. Mm-hmm. I was in it for maybe three minutes and I couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. I was like, "Holy shit, this is cool, crazy intense." I'm wondering. I I get motion sick when I play first person shooters, so I'm wondering, oh. I'm wondering if I'll just vomit a heave all over the place. Well, it was you know, hey, you're to put this ship into hyperspace. I'm like, okay, grab this lever with my hand, move the lever, hyperspace starts. Um, and you're the beginning of the game, you're kind of in the front of this ship. Mm-hmm. And so it you're, it feels like you're very on edge. Oh, and then bah, something happens. It's just, no, it's just strange to, to get that weird disoriented. And a buddy of mine, Josh, that I game with, he's big VR, 3D mm-hmm. printer guy, big tech gearhead. And he said, you know, you if you keep that thing on for a while and you're doing things, he, I think he's like, it's good for workouts because it, it gamifies workouts. You don't even know yes. you're doing it. And he said that um, you pull that off and you, you got to regain your senses uh, again. But I, well, it's like it, your sea legs, man. You've been on you've been on a boat for a long time. Yeah. And you hop off. And, Whoa. Takes me a second to get my legs back. So, yeah, Lance, thanks, buddy. And I know he probably doesn't listen to the show, but uh, he's a big VR. I mean, I think he's probably got three or four different kinds of sounds. He deals with HoloLens and does development for it. Well, I went really um, old school. I ran uh, the second part of my D&D campaign for my two kids at home, AJ and Alana. They had a good time. Yeah? They uncovered some sneaky stuff. Did so. they survive? Yeah, they did. Oh, it was touch and go. Gr- uh, pretty good-sized Grimlock battle, their second level. So they battled through with the Grimlocks. Um, they did. They were smart. Like, okay, we have to run out. <clears throat> they went in, gotten some heavy-duty shit. And like, okay, we flee. 
camped real good, real quiet, super sneaky. You so know. they know they can run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they learned that early. Well, they did grow up in your house. So. Oh, they did. Yeah, they learned that if I don't run, the earth elemental will indeed step on my head to ensure that I am dead. So, yeah, they did that. Then they rescued uh, the one dwarf who came out to them. They bring him back. Like, oh, my God, the actual dwarf who sent us on the mission. He's the king. Oh, my. Wow, this is crazy. So they're figuring stuff out, what's going on, and it's mind flares. It's the goddamn illithids. Oh, and there's Dwagar, Drugar, whatever you want to call them. They're involved. Oh, my. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And the kid's like, wow, this is pretty intense. We, we should probably break here so we can figure out what we're going to do next. I'm like, that's a good spot to stop. So they're looking forward to it. And this weekend, I've got uh, this coming weekend, Alpha's running uh, some D&D 5e. I think it's the uh, the Demon Lord one, the the Underdark Demon Lord one of uh, Watsi. And then I run Delta Green on Saturday. You got anything cool coming up? You running? So my gaming is done for the year. For the year? Jeff, well, that, you know, if you listen to last episode, I complained about Jeff doing homework. Yeah, yeah. So that's done until January. And even if January comes around, I don't know if we're playing in January. What about your Call of Cthulhu game? Man? Call of Cthulhu game would fall on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but you just had half the holidays. You got Christmas Eve open. Well, I, I'm, I kid. I kind of kid. Yeah, I put uh, it out there. I'm like, uh, so uh, next session's on Christmas Eve. And they're like, uh, I will speak. Doc hosts. So he's yes. like, I will speak on behalf of everybody and say no. we won't be able to make it on Christmas Eve. So um, then I think I have to double check. It would be two weeks after that, which I think is like the 6th of January. You're going to be DTing, man. Well, so I was thinking uh, a free Saturday morning and I throw out a one shot, you know, maybe if some folks um, that listen to the show or patrons of the show want to want to give a one shot go of Cold Shadows. I think that'd be a damn good idea, dude. It'll be bumpy as hell. Well, you've never run it before. You haven't played it yet. True. But, I mean, you snag some BS listeners. These are good gamers. True. Though, and you doing the right thing, like, hey, if I do this, uh, it's gonna be bumpy. We're gonna try this out. Yeah, let's let's give her a let's give her a go. See how it happens. Right. People show up in the playtest mood, man. You'll have a good time. Yeah. So we'll see. I I want to have something in mind though. I, character building could take a little bit, and then maybe uh, then a session. You know. Yep. And you don't want to completely wing it. Wing it. You want to at least have a concept or something yes. in your head. Yeah, I want to have a mission involved. Fair where enough. Shit is gonna go awry anyway. Cool. Yeah. So look, be on the lookout for that. I do want to put something out there. I just got to sit down and do it. Okay. During the holidays. Well, so we're kind of we're bleeding into announcement time here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, Unless yeah. you get something else. So evercon.org. Uh, we do have BSers running games. Um, plenty of good stuff out there. I think uh, well over 200. I think we might be pushing 300 events at this point. I'll be up there. Well, yeah. Oh, that'll Saturday be great to see for you. Saturday, day, night for sure. Oh, that'll then, be great to see you, man. That's awesome. A day trip for sure. I don't know. Cool. I'm wondering if I should put something on the grid or not, but we'll see. It's up to you. I've got, let's see here. So, a bunch of cool stuff happening. Evercon.org. Check it out um, in January uh, 10, 11, 12. Take a look at it. Hopefully, we can see some folks there. Um, the other thing, um, Sean was kind of to put this out there. With the uh, Avalon Kickstarter, we had there were two adventures, Iron Shoes and Blacksmith's Folly. And if you were back at the right level, you got that stuff included with um, PDFs of that. And then we did the Master Archivist collection and so forth. However, now both of those are available on DriveThruRPG right now. And they're at a pretty steep uh, discounted price. They're like a buck and a half, two bucks. 
Thank you, thank you. But they're a out there. A buck and a half, man. You guys jack that shit up to like 10. Holidays. Holidays. Well, that's we, true. We spread that's the love. Still spread the love. Steep hey. discount. All right. It's $1.95 there. I'm looking at it. So it's, you know, it's a $2 adventure. 5e city stuff. It's good. Written by Bart Bashinsky himself. Yeah, I know. I love that guy. <laughs> he does good work. He does good work. Does damn good work. <laughs> I should start the rumor that that's my... Uh, that's my ghostwriter. Your pen name? He's no, he's my ghostwriter. Oh. <laughs> Other than that, I don't have any uh, crazy new announcements. Anything from you, Sean? Anything else? Uh, no, no. All no. right, no. Maybe time for a listener survey. Maybe going Ooh. into twenty twenty, seeing what we're doing right and doing wrong. It's not a bad idea. We do those periodically. Get Probably. Some feedback. Yeah, get some demographics. Yeah, something. Whatever. We'll pay lip service to what people think they want, and we'll do whatever we want. A few anyway. hundred men, hand, <laughs> handful of women, yes. gender ba- 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 breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> and six six people listen to us because they hate us and just want to. I don't know, whatever. No. Anyway, no, it's always it's you know, we get we get good feedback year round through our you know the random encounter area, but it's always an opportunity when you every few years at this point reach yeah. out and say, hey, what's up? What do you and think? Feedback. We got to make it where it's like. Feedback. I don't. I don't know. I don't really care. Well, I do care if we're good or bad. But the problem is, is the only people that are going to know we're doing the listener feedback <clears throat> are listeners are the listeners that tolerate us, <laughs> and probably don't have. I mean, some will have some constructive criticism for sure. Well, I'll tell you, man. There are the, some the podcasts people that I, don't like us aren't going to listen to us. So I'll you, tell you what, though, there are some podcasts that I listen to that if they ever were to reach out and say, hey, listen your feedback, yeah. what do you think? I'd be like, fix your goddamn sound quality. Could somebody yeah. stop gargling the mic? Could you please? I know I have, you know, I had a busted nose and allergy problems and blah, blah, blah. But wow. Yeah. Some pe- some folks, I'm like, I know what you're getting vaguely on your patron and there's no reason you can't have somebody mix that sound for you. Anyway. Yeah. So shall we so, move on? Yeah, yeah. Let's get to random encounter. Let's do that before this drags on. <laughs> Random encounter, email us, voicemail, social media forums. Brats. Okay. I'll start off. Go for it. George Sedgwick hit us up on instant message, and uh, this is a question for me. He said, Brett, sorry to bother you. I'm merely a loyal podcast listener. It's not like I have ever met you in person, etc." Okay, first off, George, and any listener, you're not bothering us. Yeah, no. The, 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 I, I mean, I appreciate, George, that you, you saying that. It shows great Midwest nice, yes. which is awesome. But- if Sean or I ever, yeah, I think act it's like a, you're, if we ever accidentally act like you're bothering us, that is our foul. Yeah, that's, that's our a, foul. That, that's, that's a problem with us. That's bad on us. And yeah. if I ever have done that, or Sean has ever done that, we apologize because that's yeah. we're putting this out there in the public. So I'm inviting this. Yeah. So I appreciate you writing is, in. And this is a little dated. I forgot to put it in like the last episode. So George is probably hanging out thinking we're ignoring him. So that's no, no. my my bad, George. That's all right. Here we go. So. I was wondering if you could tell me what you like about Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers. I saw it at a convention. It looked gorgeous, and I'm really considering it. It ain't cheap, though. If it's not a game you feel like talking about, no harm, no foul. You know, George, one of the things that Sean and I have been looking at doing, and we could probably throw this in a listener survey, is taking some of the games that we do have and talking about them in depth. We actually get pretty decent uh, feedback on those sessions. Say, hey, this is Savage Worlds, or hey, this is Cypher System. Every once in a while, well, hey, this is called Cthulhu or Gumshoe. And I think Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers would be a good one to dig into because of how it's set up and so forth. And it's, um, I think it's a damn good game. So I will 
look for this, George. I'm going to put a uh, I'm going to put a uh, show topic out there. We're going to dig into this game. So it'll be so, fun. I might even get Tim. We might see if we can snag Tim Deshane and get him on here because he loves the Southern. He dude. does, yeah. And I love his accent. Tim would be great to have on. He's from Rhode Island. We gotta get we we gotta get him for this. That's, um, that's what it. That's it. But give throw George a bone. You like the game or not? I do. I really like it. Okay. One of my challenges. So for me, at least first, give him it, give him the five minute for, three first minute edi- first edition AD and D. It is a wonderful setting. Um, it is very much, if you think about Dungeons and Dragons, this is like Dungeons and Elder Gods. This has a wonderful mix of Dark Robert E. Howard, Lovecraft, Clark Ashton Smith, um, that type of stuff. It's not just, um, Dragonlance, Greyhawk, and so on. This go, this is really kind of some of the old school stuff. There's some mixing and matching. There's old gods. There's, um... It's dark in spots. And so is it by, the lore of the setting? The lore is? of the setting. It's the lore of the setting, the way that they have the races and classes and how it all is kind of combined, how the gods function. Um, you read it, it reminds me very much of Clark Ashton Smith's work, um, which I'm a fair fan of. There's some of his sci-fi stuff I didn't like, but when he talks about Camoria and Satan Prozeros and these different tales he has, it's very evocative of that. And even some of, well, not even some of, but definitely some of Robert E. Howard's stuff. And uh, folks of that time period, so it's a really, it's really cool, and I think it's very unique in how it works very hard to maintain that feeling, right? So I think it's really cool. And no, it is not cheap. It's a hefty book. Um, yeah, it's big. It's big too. However, I believe I'd have to check. Right, out. we'll go into the details where you can find different versions, variations, and so forth. But. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those games I really like. I've not been able to get it to the table because I've had so much other stuff to do, and it just hasn't made its way there yet. But that's why I want to get a guy like Tim Deshane on, who loves it, runs it, plays it. It's one of his. Um, he's talked. He's spoken very highly of it to me and to others, and so in person and in social media. So get a guy like him on with us to talk about. It, I think would be good because then he's going to hit pieces that I'm going to forget. So I think. It's definitely worth it's definitely worth looking into, and if you can find like uh, the PDF version of drive through or something like that, it'd be great. Um, if you don't want to throw the cash down for a hard copy, George, but if nothing else, just uh, hold on if you can, or if you want to, and uh, we will definitely have a topic coming pretty quick on this. All right, thanks, George. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, so we have some responses for the episode House Rules, which was our home rules, House Rules for the last episode two seventy one. Cool from our forums. Um, the first one's from Tom, so I'll st- read this. My preference from Tom. My preference mm. is to avoid house rules whenever possible. This has the unfortunate side effect of making it very difficult to find a system that works the way I want without house rules. Now, if it just comes down to ignoring a particular rule because it doesn't provide sufficient benefit for the added complexity, that's no big deal. But if it comes to actually changing or adding rules, I tend to start looking for another system. I don't want to have to generate a handout of house rules. That's a fair. That's yeah. That's that, a that's a that's a fair you know, yardstick marker. You know, he, he's got no. I get it. I totally get to where you're coming from, Tom. As an extreme example, a new player joined our group some years back. After a few months, he wanted to run, so I took a break from GMing. The first session, he handed us his house rules for the system, and it was about three pages. Annoying, but okay. 
Every session after that, he handed us his updated house rules. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're playtesting his house rules. Wow. By the time we'd had enough, it was up to about eight pages. Oof. Ouch. Some of these changes caused us to go back and rework our characters to fit his new rules. That was the worst I've ever seen. We quietly left his group shortly thereafter as some of his old group had rejoined and it wouldn't kill his game, which we were willing to do at that point, but it was good it didn't come to that. <sighs> now, I'll tell you, where, Tom, where Tom's here is, again, our listeners are smart, are smart folks. And as such, he's like, look, I have a tolerance level and this <laughs> beep, <laughs> you know, the Geiger counter on the tolerance level went off here. Yeah, that you talk about eight pages and, you know, I would joke with you, uh, like 10 point font, eight point font, front to back. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how big, heavy is this? huge 72 yeah. point Comic Sans. Yeah. And if you're looking at something like, holy fuck, I now have this, I now have essentially a new game system. That the way you've introduced this new house rule, my character is now useless. Or I never would have made my character this way because I was heading in this direction with with her. And now she can't – she's absolutely ineffective because of this new house rule. Yeah, magic user. Uh, it's magic user. And so the only people that can cast magic of are, are of this race. Or if you decide that, well, you know what? Um, instead of D8 for fireball, it's going to be D4s. Right. All magic goes down and die. Okay, hold on a second. I chose this, this, and this for this reason. Oh, now everyone who uses a two-handed sword goes last in combat, regardless of initiative. Okay, I didn't know that. Why would I have specialized? Okay. Ah. Yeah, I, I can see that being absolutely maddening. Right. And I think it. what I'm reading here, Tom, is that you have – it's fuzzy enough but solid enough. And by that I mean like, hey – I'll change a couple things, but if it gets to be too much, look for a new system. That's his perspective, and I dig that, and I think that's a wise way to look at it. If you're like, look, I don't like, I don't want eight pages of this shit. I don't want ten. I don't want a half a page of this stuff. All I want to know is we decided that we don't like the chase rules, so we just roll this thing instead. Okay, good. Moving on. Simple thing. There is a line. Yeah, and everybody's got to define what that is. And sometimes a line's right. a dotted line. Yes. Sometimes it's a dotted line in the sand on a windy desert. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sometimes it's like porn. You know it when you see it. That's you true, know, too. Like, yeah. This is too much. How did you know that? Because I just encountered it. Yes. Like when you're a kid, there's never too much ketchup. Oh, my God, I have just encountered too much ketchup. Or I've just encountered too much chocolate. It yeah. happens. Ketchup right. soup is no good. <laughs> no, it is not. All right. Thank you, Tom. That was good. Always. The next one is from Ivrit, a.k.a. Uh, Gabe. Yes. Uh, much of the topic, to me, seems dependent on context. For most of the newest games, I would agree with Sean. Play that game. Otherwise, what are you playing? But there's another discourse that is predominantly composed of house rules. This is the OSR, a gaming arena that, ex that is expanding outside of its first and most prominent interest in the original game to, to comprise such old-school systems as Rollmaster, Champion, Star Wars, D6, RuneQuest, Warhammer. They're all returning. Many modified retro clones, some with different titles, packages, and innovations. Sean sounded somewhat disparaging. Oh, he always does. Um, when he said that such games as DCC are house-ruled versions of D&D, &D, that in turn are house-ruled again. 
becoming yet newer games. I'd like to hear more about what he thinks about this. Some might say, and this accords with Brett's cooking metaphor, that no table of D&D ever precisely has played the exact same game. It seems to me that all the systems under the umbrella of the original game and others are voices in an ongoing conversation about this is how we play. Those purchasing such games are hearing more and more of the discussion, and they are being encouraged to borrow or modify anything they happen to like. What's the ultimate aim? Is it to most effectively cultivate a particular experience at the table or online, where this method of play is designed by the referee or by the common will of game group? All these systems are tools for emulating specific fictions in whatever manner seems to be the most elegant and effective within the game. With this aim, whether or not a group is playing a certain game as quote-unquote intended becomes secondary. Does that sound accurate? I might be suggesting that the most satisfying games, remembering that the goal of a particular game is a certain experience, are kludges of an entire RPG library. Huh. Yeah. It's a good thought, man. Yeah, so... Um, and I do, I do honestly think a lot of... So I'm going to say this, and there are going to be younger listeners out there that are doing this as well, but I think us older Grognardi type guys... I mean, it, it is mostly guys. However, there are tons of women who've been gaming forever as well. Yes. So I'm going to correct myself right now. Us older gamers in our 40s and 50s, we, quote unquote, had to or was part of our culture, as Gabe is saying, to house rule the shit out of stuff. Especially when you had a uh, system like first edition AD&D, which was damn near unreadable cover to cover. It, 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 very common to do that stuff and role master very clunky or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if that's, if that's more prevalent with us older folks than it is the younger kids, kids today. I don't know. I saw a huh. tweet. I, I might, maybe I'm heading in a totally stupid direction here, but this is giving me thought, Gabe. Sorry, yeah. Sean, go. I saw a tweet online that said something to the effect of arguing that D and D or older school, old school games or older games suck because they're designed because they're poorly designed something to that effect go yeah. pound sand right yeah, yeah and part of me is okay again we go back to opinions all right everybody well, here, here's one. the other thing Let, let's let's, let's just, lay out let's lay out a beautiful wonderful thing that says right. if you think this fuck you okay wow a lot of room for discourse right, there right right thanks right, thanks right. sir and or madam right, that's right. Okay, I'm well, glad you. I'm glad you dropped that stinker right on the table. That's I, great. Now I got to clean that and up. And I understand the person's tweet was kind of saying, because I play this game, it doesn't suck because it has a bad design or it was old, therefore it's bad, poorly designed. We've talked about that before too. We kind of have, yeah. But so I think part of it was them getting corrected on a game that they like to play. Totally get it. Oh, corrected. As I, that's you're, what you're, I was. You're, you're playing a bad game. We've seen that before online well, too. And I don't. I really shit. I've wish... seen that. I've heard that shit in person. Oh, you shouldn't play that game. This game does that better. I really wish I had the tweet <laughs> because it was very short and it was you know obviously more succinct. But yeah, um, something to the effect of old games, they suck because they're poorly designed, which is not the case. People that are playing BX love it because it's BX and that's fine and it's great. Okay, that's not the argument. However, part of me says, look, when these guys created some of this stuff, they were the first ones to put it out there. So, you know, whether it was Gary or Dave or Mark, 
Miller or well, Pong. Was. Pong is an incredibly shitty video game. I can't fucking believe anybody ever played Pong. But people love. There are people that love Pong. Yeah, but that's just fucking dumb, man. Well, okay, so it's same argument. I mean, if I take that point, yes, right. And right. we give the video game folks a pass in that space, right? Yeah. Oh, but technology's evolved now. Yes. Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim's shit. Skyrim is absolutely shit compared to this other. Look how cool this is. Right. Look at the gaming technology, man. Right. At the table. Right. So part of me says, I don't, there is a bit of like, hey, the Model T was one of the first cars. I don't want to go out and buy one and drive it around because it's great to drive. Yeah. It's, okay. it's old. <laughs> right. Do people love to drive Model Ts? Fuck yes. Yeah. Do they want to collect them? Sure. Do they find a, a very high appreciation for them? Mm-hmm. Of course they do. Would it be my first car choice that here in 2019, going into 2020? No. That's me. Okay. You, but after 40 years of gaming? Yes. 40, 50 years of gaming, guess what? There'll be advancements. Yes. Whether you call them that or not. You can right. call them changes, adjustments. There will be different things. Right. And learnings and perspectives that did not exist 50 years ago. Exactly. This. Is That's exactly kind of what I'm hinting at here cool. is, is 40 years later, stuff is going to be different. Whether you think they're better or not is really, again, goes to opinion. So having said that, ugh, this is what we get into these, these discussions about, right? So going into what Gabe kind of called me out on was the disparaging piece about games as DCC house rule versions of D&D and then their house ruled again. Okay, I was exaggerating a little bit. Like people, I don't think a ton of people are house ruling DCC, but you never know. The point oh, I was- Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, right now, yeah. I, I talked to a number of DCC players that said, do you use the Flojitsen rules? And like, I've had people go, the what? Uh-huh. What is yeah. it? So, I don't... so, so when, when two wizards decide to enter like a wizard battle, it's a spell, sub, the spell, a spell duel. Spell duel, yeah. Spell duel. It's a sub game within. Yes. I know people that ignore that completely on they, purpose oh, because they, do. they don't like the rules. Oh. Okay. And some of those people I would consider, like, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, right. like Goodman Games and they really enjoy DCC. Sure. They do not like that particular component of it, so they don't use it. Right. And I, I think an argument, as we've talked here, is if you're ignoring an entire section of rules, it's kind of a house rule. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's fair. I would you know? say that, yeah. So I, it doesn't uh, – anyway, point being is people are doing it. You said you didn't know. Okay. I'm telling you the fact is I know people personally who are doing that. Okay. And it depends – I think when I state something like that, I think it depends on the extent of what is actually occurring. It's the uh, dotted line in the windy desert. DCC, somebody that is, I don't, it's just influenced by D&D, whatever version, yep, whatever else Joseph came up with. But there's no question there's a D&D root behind it. Absolutely. Lineage, okay? Yes. Now, having said that, how you, so how you define that, is it its own game? Is it a derivative? If whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter. It's it's DCC by Goodman Games. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantasy and sorcery. Yep. So the gap between say something like I don't know D and D and DCC is not so crazy, right? There's not this huge chasm. You're not playing. I don't know. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars and D and D. 
or Call yeah. of Cthulhu. Right. Star Wars and Call of Cthulhu. Okay. So, or regardless. Or Fate. Or right. Fate. You know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, tons of. So, when I talk about a fantasy game being created, somewhere in somebody's brain, they either just came up with it out of, out of the blue, thought, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to create an RPG, and this is what it's going to be about. And they've never played D&D, which I find hard to believe. Maybe they played mm-hmm. something else. Maybe they played DCC first. Yep. Whatever, they were inspired by something. Like, I don't know, they played the game and then was missing something. So they decided to create their own. Yes. Now, whether they created their own based off house ruling, their original inspiration or source of inspiration or not, I don't know. The old fantasy heartbreaker approach. Well, people hate that term, man. I know. Don't oh, care. there are some that just will barbarian rage on I know on that term. I know. I know. So Brad said it. I did. Come come at me, bro. Boom, the mic has been dropped. <laughs> Fantasy heartbreak has been mentioned. Um so having said that, it doesn't matter to me if they they buy the game and they house they buy a game, they're inspired to create something of their own and at the same time while they're doing that, they might have home ruled or house ruled the original ins- source yep. of inspiration. Fair enough. Fine, that's great. You know, whatever. Um, so, you're not trying to disparage it, is your point? I mean, yes. Gabe was saying you sounded a little like you're disparaging it, and no, well, part of okay. So I know where Gabe's coming from because now it's kind of putting in a context in my brain and where my brain mm-hmm. was when I said it. There's a lot of fantasy role playing games. Yes. My, it's not even a problem. It's there are some very, very, very good ones. Yes. There's some very, very, very bad ones. Depends who you are, yes. So it, I think it all just, uh, why? what separates one from the other, which is a bunch of, kind of a bunch of stuff, maybe not a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So one might say, oh, well, five torches. Oh, that's just like D&D 5E, except it strips it all down. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you like BX and you want to play Five E, then it's kind of a mashup, and you use five torches, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know. That's why if I, that's why I kind of went. I gotta stop buying fantasy role playing games because if I don't, I will spend way too much money for a ton of shit ton of games I'm never gonna play. That. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy or not. Yeah. Or find players to play with me. So say I get five torches. My buddy Nola Burt loves that game. Mm-hmm. But I can't find anybody in my neighborhood to play that thing. But they all play 5e. Which is a lot of what some problems people run into. So would you then take a aspect of five torches and slip it into 5e? So you get your oh, see, that's a that's a good point, Brett. Your five torches, I get my five torches kicks, while still being within the five E world. I don't know. I I don't know because then you start messing with players, and they're like, no. So it's not. I think it's not disparaging. I didn't mean to sound disparaging, but it is kind of a point in my brain that I roll around it and say, oh, another fantasy game. Why, like Hyperborea. Uh, castles and Crusades and I've owned some of these games and I'm like 
it's a great game. Some of them are very, very solid. They're, I don't have any complaints about a majority of the ones I buy. I just I, have no one to play it with. I don't have anybody to play it with. And I think it's a stretch to have everybody go, hey, we played 5e this week. Next week, I want to play Castles and Crusades. The next week after that, I want to play BX. And the week after that, I want to play Astonishing well, there's Swordsman some, there's some cognitive There's some cognitive dissonance, like brain lockup. Like, okay, wait a minute. So this is Pathfinder or D&D 3.0. Okay, they're close, but they're not the same. Well, so, we're, And then we're going to do D&D 5e, which uses similar terms with feats, but not quite. And wait, so how does this fireball work again? Right? You can you can run into those complications. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It went from Castles and Crusades to Crypts and Creatures to BX to Astonishing Swordsman to DCC to Holmes right. to <laughs> ah! Eventually, I'm going to end it fatal. Yeah. Oh. At the end of this journey is fatal. Where you're sitting in a room and no one and literally no one wants to play with you because they're terrified of what you might do with that. So I don't know. This, this I mean literally I think we could talk about this for like hours on end. I really well, we got one we got one more to We to got go one more. Here. We got one more. I want to talk so I'll read the next one. So I'll tell you this, Gabe, before we move on, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. This was this was smart. And I think it's Quasi-mental masturbation in a way where we sit around and pontificate about this type of stuff. But wank, as gamers, wank. I call it yeah, wankery. But as gamers and just consumers of this product <laughs> and the hobby sometimes, it's important. And a podcaster. And a podcaster. <laughs> it's important, one, to fill the airtime. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> Understand what you like and why you like it. Mm-hmm. So in my in my hunting hobby... I love hunting. I bow hunt. I this. Brett's this, always got to take it out of the RPG world. I, I hop Last over there. time it was cooking and chefs and exactly. recipe bullshit. There are people in the archery hunting community that will fight tooth and nail about fuck those guys with their crossbows, fuck those guys with their compound bows, fuck those guys with their recurves. If they're not shooting a longbow or a self bow, they're pussies. I've heard this argument. Hey, Brett, what other, do you, what other do you people shoot? Hey, like. Brett, what do you shoot with? Um, I shoot a compound and a longbow. Okay. Because <laughs> I like them both. He tries to cover both bases. I got a muzzle loader <laughs> and I got a muzzle loader and a bolt action, not six. So I don't know. I got shotguns too. <laughs> but there are people who will die on very specific hills. And most yeah. honestly, the rest of us are like, um, I just trying to, I want to shoot that squirrel because I'm hungry. I want right. to eat that. Right. I want to eat that bird. I want to eat the deer. I want to play D&D with my friends. Yeah, but you're playing, you could be playing this other version of D&D that's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's what, okay. <clears throat> anyway, thinking through what it is you like and why you like it gives you one, like, hey, I'm confident, I'm comfortable, I, li- I know what I like, I can pick out these new game systems, hey, I like this, hey, I'm not going to use it, I'm going to steal something or whatever. And when the wankery shows up, you go, that sounds like wankery, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm not engaging with this person. Who's telling me that my game sucks? Whatever. Move on. Don't even engage. It's much easier for me not to respond to those types of tweets and posts because I don't fucking care. Because I'm comfortable with what I like. Anyway, one more. Your turn to read. So Old School DM writes in, or writes Mm. on the forums. And he says, I'm confused. Where do official, quote unquote, optional rules fall in this false dichotomy? Ooh, nice. Yeah, grin, smiley face, Randy. 
I really so, have a- So let, let, let me throw oh, a thing out. Okay. When we talk about official optional rules, yeah. D&D 5e, flip in there. Um, flanking. Uh, flanking is an optional rule. Feats are optional rules. Yes. Um, gritty. Um, insanity. Hero. There's all sorts of stuff in yeah. the DMG and even a player's guide that are optional, but they're official. Right. So- which and this is a damn good. I like this. this. Yeah, like this. this. Yeah, we didn't we didn't bring this up. No, we didn't, and I like it. I really have a problem with any statement like, "quote If you feel you have to change any of the rules, you should look for another system." End quote. I find that on the face of it, absolutist, absurd, and insulting. I, I, I buy that, Randy. You are a gentleman and a and scholar. A scholar. I like it. I do too, but we have people that do that. That like yep. that's Let's keep the reading. Deal. Keep okay. reading. Keep For reading. D&D keep 5e continues. For D&D 5e, there are common misinterpretation of raw rules as written. Reinterpretation, that, not re- miss. He says read. Did I say miss? You said miss. A he common, says common reinterpretation. reinterpretation. Yes. Reinterpretation of raw that are quote-unquote house rules at more tables than not, such as Inspiration. Rules as written say to use it before a roll for advantage. Many of us allow it to be used as just-in-time advantage after seeing the result of a roll. That shouldn't prompt a, quote, well, you're playing the wrong game then, end quote, result. Response. 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 Let's stop telling people they are playing it wrong without even taking the time to play with the people we're judging. That's a damn fine statement, man. And then I heard the mic drop and the ringing feedback from the speaker, <laughs> and Randy walked off to play his game. <laughs> he did with his big stack of paper minis, and he runs an awesome a lot of paper game. minis. Yeah, um, I think there's wisdom in here, man. Well, of course, Randy's bringing wisdom. That's what he does. Yeah, but at the same time, there it's it is. I get it. Like the the optional rules are a whole nother ball game. We didn't really get into, and I think that plays into house rule because when you play in a house, it's, it's you know when the game itself says, "Oh, by the way, right here's some optional stuff." It is advertently or inadvertently saying you may tinker with these rules yeah, as you what, see fit. It's an op. op it's na- yeah. it's like spelled out for you. Optional. And when you go on to D and D Beyond or wherever they have their Unearth Arcana stuff. Right. We're tinkering with the rules. Right. You may play test these as well. Would you like to try the artificer? Right. How about with chocolate? Yes. Do you like it with candy? Right. How do you like this? Yeah. We're going to fuck with this. And you do what you want. I mean, which is fine. Right. And I get that. Yes. Yeah. And it's right. And I agree. It is insulting to say, hey, if you're not playing this game, you're not playing it right or whatever. Before Brett and I got on the mics, I mentioned the three pieces of feedback we were getting. And part of... Like the so to play devil's advocate, go for it. To play devil's advocate, not that I do disagree with Randy whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I see more in favor of what Randy's saying and, and being absurd and insulting, of course. But at the same time, um, it's a game, so there's rules. Okay, I think we've established that. Otherwise, it's just storytelling, and we should just sit around a campfire and and Brett can weave a tale. But I'm at the at, same I'm, time, if I go to a I'm base, good at, I'm good at that, by the way. I know you are. <laughs> Carry on. But if I go to a baseball game, 
and I go up to bat. And I, 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 hey, guys, you gonna play baseball here? Yeah, we're we're gonna play baseball. All right, what are you doing? Uh, okay, hit the ball. Hey, Sean, you're out. You go to first base, you're out. The guy person tags me, you're out. And I say, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm standing on first base. You can't. I'm not out. I hit the ball on the ground. I ran to first base. And Brett says, no, no, no. Our first base is over that way on the other side. To the or straight, third, up, or third straight base. up, or straight up the middle, because why not? Or straight up the middle. You got to go up to the pitcher's mound, and if you're standing on the pitcher's mound before we tag you, well, then you're safe. And then what you do if somebody hits the ball, they go to the pitcher's mound, and you get to pick your base, and then you get to pick the base after that. <laughs> it's Kelvin ball. What the hell's going on? Wait a minute. I thought we were playing baseball here. Well, that's baseball. We're playing baseball. It's our we're our version of baseball. So I think what's interesting here is. So before the mics, I'll bring it up here again. So when we say I'm playing D and D, and you find Reversion. out, hey, yeah, so I'm playing D and D, A D and D first edition. Okay. So you'll say that, and what that does for people is it is a shorthanded, shortcut way to say I'm playing this type of game with approximately this stuff. Right. This this field is whatever. Some base. Yeah, concept of what that right. is, so people understand. Oh, you're playing in an, an old school style game. Okay, got it. Where it's Every got once that in a while, crazy goofy eight minus ten and minus is better. Oh yeah, descending armor class. Yes, descending armor class. Yeah, yeah. Descending. That's what they call it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know the difference between descending and ascending. Yeah. <laughs> Sean has a hard time. With I that. get him backwards. Anyway, point being is it, sometimes people say, "Well, do you use weapon speed? Use it? Well, then you're really not playing it." Okay. Mm-hmm. So that goes right back to Randy's perspective. Right. It's like, okay, you're being a dick now. Right. You're. You're noodling and pointing and prodding and picking at at something because you want to make a point that is usually a self-aggrandizing point. Yeah, it is not going to affect Brett playing that game or not wanting yeah, to play what you're, that game. What you're doing is building yourself up by telling me I'm wrong and here's why. Right. I, I have a it's superiority. A very, I have a superiority yeah, thing going yeah. on here. One of the things that this reminds me of is when I was a kid, we would play we would play army or guns. I don't know why we called them those things. That's what we did. We didn't play cowboys and Indians or anything like that. It was army or guns. That's what we did. We get together and we had weird ass rules. We get together. Okay, you get shot. You got to count to ten. You got to do this. You got to do that. You could, you couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. You had different groups. We play water balloons. We do all whatever it was. New kid comes to school. New kid comes to the neighborhood. Shows up. And he said, "Hey, I want to play." Water balloons or guns or whatever it is you guys are playing. I want to play that. Okay, cool. So this is what we do. Oh, that's how you play. Okay, cool. He's got water balloons. He knows how to huck a water balloon. Right. She, know, she knows how to huck a water balloon. For God's sake, she knows how to ride a bicycle and throw a water balloon. I've seen her do it. However, our rule is this. You can't throw them. You, can, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you can't hit them point blank. Why? Well, because Susie got hit in the face and we were told by her parents if her glasses get knocked off again, no more water balloons. Okay, don't hit Susie in the face. That's that's a rule. Dumb okay. rule, but all right. A dumb rule, but let's not do that. Or we would play. Well, then you're playing. Then you're not playing like. Well, you're not playing water balloons. Yeah. What not, are you doing? <laughs> we would play football at, at recess, and we would say, "Okay, well, it's very clear that the eighth graders are kicking the crap out of the sixth graders. I can't tackle." So no tackle, or the sixth graders can tackle the eighth graders, oh, but not vice versa. Right. New eighth grader shows up. He flattens out some sixth grader. No, no, dude, dude. Yeah. Sorry, forgot to tell you. Tweet. You, you can't. You can't tackle Personal the sixth grader. Personal foul. Eighth grader yeah, exactly. smoking sixth grader. <laughs> can't, can't do that, dude. We only get three downs. 
Well, why? Because we're eighth graders and they're sixth graders. Yeah, okay, right. so we made this shit up constantly. Yeah. And we had fun with it. We had rules, whatever it was. Now, granted, we're older and a little more sophisticated. We want a little bit more consistency. So I think where Randy's getting at here is is absolutely dead on. I think the same thing with Gabe and all of our listeners right. that, I mean, if you do have, and I think the other piece here as we as we go back and think about it, Tom, what he said, there's a it's a dotted line in the sand on a windy desert day. And sometimes people are like, yeah, that's too much for me. I'd rather play Dungeon Crawl Classics. Ah, that's too much for me. I'd rather play um, Rollmaster. Ah, that's too much for me. I want to play Dungeon World. I'd rather play GURPS. I'd rather play whatever. That's great. There's a lot of reasons why you may or may not want to do something. Understand what those are. And I think one of the things that old school here, Randy's saying, you know, don't tell me I'm playing it wrong until you've actually played what I'm doing. Come here and do it. Fair. You may say, it's totally fair. Totally fair. And I am using a term like, I'm playing D&D. Well, that's not really D&D rules as written. Fuck you. That's my answer to Man, that. Man, I wish some of these folks knew, met the guy that posed this to me. Because I'm with these guys. Like, I thought, like, how absurd, how, like, ballsy this person is by posing this and and actually wanting to debate it. And it was, I don't know, this was a few years ago. And this person's in Madison. And he had a podcast for a while. Uh, and, I, you know, he, he pinned me down in a corner and was like, if you're, you're doing if, it wrong. If you're not playing by the rules, then why are you not playing? Why are you playing that game? Like, there's other games that facilitate more of what you aren't using or you do use, right? And I'm so like, you, well, I, you know, part of me was like, okay, look, I get your. Why did you go to UW Madison right. and not UW Stevens Point? Well, They're both colleges in the UW system. God damn it, you can get a doctorate from either one. Well, I have. I can tell you, <laughs> one's cheaper than the other. <laughs> but why? Well, so what? Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't make it based on the, what? Wait, wait, what? 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 Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, go to the cheaper one. Why go to the more expensive one? I, you can do this for all sorts yeah, of shit. You know, and I get it. That's fine. But generally speaking, we've said this before, and it is, to quote the old school DM, is absolutist, absurd, and insulting. It was. It true. It totally was. And then because I just blew it off. And then I kept that in the back of my brain all the way up until today or last episode to like poke, poke. And uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, as I said, usually when um, Matt Colville talked about this and the map is not the territory video, which I've mentioned before. And people who spend a lot of time telling you how they would do what you're doing, but better, or that they've got a better way for you to do something. They're not at your table. They're not running your game. They're not making your players happy, making yourself happy. They're not the one saying, hey, I took this five torches idea and slid it into my 5e game and nobody even knew, but it was awesome. They totally dug this little mini game thing I threw out that I stole from, you know, the Game of Thrones RPG. This was great. No one even knew it, but I threw this in there. Yeah. There are no RPG cops. It's fine. It's your game. Do what you got to do with it, man. Some why aren't they we not around? Been, There's that, never an RPG cop around when, when you, you need, need one. When you need them, and I, I thought about this post fact. I am normally not. I'm not a big dress up guy for Halloween. No, we I can should, attest to that. We should have gone as RPG cops. Right. I. I. I we should have. I. I don't I even agree. know what the, an RPG cop would look like. I. It's. <laughs> it's my. 
It's my largest regret from Game Con. Well, there you go. Of this year. Live that anyway, one now, buddy. Old school thank you. Um, same to Gabe and Tom. Yes. And other, other folks who've written in, and George as well. I know you weren't on the same topic, but again, thank you very yeah. much. You, uh, The men and women who write into us, y'all are top notch. So yeah, man, that's good. Great They're opinions. all good or eight stuff. All of it. And I hope that nothing that we say, whether no matter how much Brett stands his ground and (laughs) insists that his point rules the land and should rule the land, that you don't just, it (laughs) doesn't. Just hope yeah. somebody is not completely losing their shit when they hear. Yeah, if it's not a long, if it's not a longbow, it's not archery. What the fuck are you doing? Well, You're not shooting wooden arrows. Get out of here. And now you know where Brett stands on that stuff. <laughs> like, Brett's a big Sean. Horse. We we got ten minutes to an hour. We do. We want to. You want to? I mean, talk about something. I think else? we might. I think we might need to push this topic out, man. We can do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, let's push this. We'll one do out. the. We'll we'll. But I like random encounter because it creates. This, this dialogue, yeah, and I don't want to just kind of read them and then be like, "Yep," then that that's it. Because no, I, this is perfect. Yeah, I, I think this is this is we've had a couple of these, and let's just tight, let's just change the title on this one. Sure. I'll shift this one out to two seventy three. The consequences discussion. Yeah, we'll talk about this is this time. is a listener feedback piece. Yeah. yeah, this is good stuff, and I I think I think if you go back through our five year old catalog and listen to it, I'm positive <laughs> I said some stupid ass shit. <laughs> We've probably said everything the opposite of what we've said in the last, like, 10 or 20 episodes. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man. I mean, if you didn't change, what's the point? Hey. If it's just the same garbage all the time. That's a good point, Brett. We're growing. I'm trying to. Well, hopefully in the right direction and not the yeah. wrong one. Yeah, honestly. I mean. I-, I am interested in a lot. Like, you know, Brett, even if we were to, if even if I were to say on the mics and say, hey, if you're not playing a, a game by the rules and you shouldn't be playing that game, there's other games to play, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think anybody could see through that BS relatively easily when they talk to me or us or anybody else about why they buy different games. Because Absolutely. I, think, I think a lot of people that listen to our show, yes, there are some very devout, like, this is kind of the game I play all the time. It's the one I enjoy the most, and I'm I'm well versed in it. And you know, I have system mastery in this game, and this is kind of my deal. And that's yes. and that's great. But I also think that a lot of people buy a lot of different games because they're trying to see what other things are out there, whether it's through innovation or just different ways to approach. And sometimes it's like I want to steal some shit. Sure, I want to find a thing from this Vihander game that goes, "Hey, I can use this in any game." Right. I could use this hit chart. I could use this thing. Yeah. I could take this concept of building a city. I like this thing from Dresden Files game. I, whatever. Right. I want to take it and cannibalize it. Or or it's a particular game that's built around something that conveys this particular feeling in the person that's going to be playing it or running it. Yes. Right? I think when we get into Astonishing Swordsman, we'll, we'll touch more on some of these components as to why I like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally Spy with you. Hander, I mean, is grim and perilous, right? That's yeah. like the tagline. Yes. That's different than playing, you know, high sorcery well, stuff. There's a thing you said, which I, I think is very important, and we've talked about this before, and I've we other listeners have brought it up. We've talked about it. Cons with, with uh, listeners and, and friends of ours, some friends of ours who don't even give a shit that we do this. Right. But if you have a game... If I have Middle Earth Role Playing by Iron Crown Enterprises, uh, I really want to run Merp, 
and I don't have anyone to play it with, and everyone I'm playing with really wants to play Call of Cthulhu, because those are the only gamers I can find, and I only want to play it. I don't want to play online. I want to play in person. You know, I, I'm putting limitations on myself. And even sometimes you can play online. You're like, look, I can't find a quote-unquote good group, whatever my definition of that is. I'm not having fun playing Middle Earth online with these folks. Everyone I've tried to play Merp with online, I've not had a good time. Oh, this sucks. Weird chemistry. It is. You get a weird chemistry. Something doesn't click. It doesn't do whatever. You're, you're there. And sometimes you need to play with the people around you want to play. My kids wanted to play 5e. I asked them, what, what would you like to play? Look at my shelves. I will run a campaign. It is done with Crips and Creatures. What would you like to do? They said, we'd like to play 5e again. Okay. Sounds good. That's what they want to play. Brett went kicking and screaming. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> They were grounded for a week. <laughs> I took away dessert. It was, yeah, no it was not good. For you, yeah, nothing, was... nothing. Now, it, you know, if the table's like, look, I really want to play this, I, sometimes you're like, why fight it? Uh-huh. Why make people? I think I've, I've talked about this before. You know, why make people play a game they don't want to play? And sometimes, like, look, I want to play this game. Well, we house rule the fuck out of it. Yeah, but that's what we like. And you look at the table and you're like, these are my friends. I've known these folks for 20 plus years. We have fun doing this. There's nothing wrong here. What's to fix? Right? I'm not fixing anything by making this group go out and buy a whole new rule set, learn it, and use it when they're like, the thing we were doing for the last 10 years works fine. Dick. <laughs> what? Right. Why did you make us go do this? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. I have a thing that works. Why did we do this? Yeah, Brett, why do you do that? So I'm a dick. Pratt <laughs> <laughs> runs a lot of different systems. I, I run, I try. Yeah. And I'll, however, a lot of the stuff I'm running, I'm telling my group, like, hey, I want to try this. Some of them have the rules. So we have plenty of rules. And we throw it around. And people said, yeah, my group and by and large did not like Dungeon Crawl Classics. Some of them had a good time. Some of them did not. Okay. Jen Brickman, I talked about it. And I think Jen's quote was, let me at them. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, it's not your not your jam. Whatever reason. I'm like, oh you pack of losers, whatever. This is a damn fun game. Right. All right, I'll find another way to I'll find another way to play this game. You know, because I know other people I'll go to conventions or whatever. But um yeah, and this is it goes to what the other group has said. You know, you know, Tom tries to avoid house rules whenever possible. And I think that's a piece. So you may have a predilection where you don't like to do a thing. But guess what? Here I am. Yeah. I, think, I like gaming with these guys. Yeah. You know, you've gamed with Jeff for how long? Well, on and off for. I mean, you've known the guy for a very long I've, time. I've known him for over 40 years. Yeah. I mean, I started my home group I've been running for since 1991. It's a fair amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's. And, and w- when possible. I mean, yeah, I could say. I'm done with y'all. Fuck off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hunt up a whole new group to play with, or <laughs> or not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But now, at the same time, I know that I always talk about Jeff and brag about Bray. I mention our relationship and how long I've known him, mm-hmm. and some people appreciate that. But at the same time, I also have created new groups where I've never, you know, I I knew, you know, a few people at the table, or yep. I knew I knew everybody. But nobody else knew each other, and they've succeeded and went on for two years. And I still keep in contact with some of those guys, and you know, and had friendships with them, and blah blah blah. And, and yeah, it's well, what, go what I'm saying here is, when we're talking about house rules, to tie it to that, it's like sometimes it's 
effectively not possible to get a group. I like playing with this group. These men and women are awesome. We have a really good time. And as a, as a whole, we like playing three games. And we have two of the games we play, for example, you know, by the book, pretty strict, you know, a couple slight changes or whatnot. Pretty damn good. Yeah. But another game, let's say we modify the living hell out of it. But we like it. You know what? I, these people are great gamers. We always have a good time. We're having a lot of fun. I, you know, sometimes I'm willing to put up with that. And I know some other folks can't or won't um, for whatever reason. I, I think, again, to go back to this and maybe to close this out is yeah. it's good for us to understand ourselves, what we like and what we don't like. Because, in my opinion, that makes you a better game master, makes you a better player, makes you a better overall RPG participant at the table. Makes you, you a under- better person that probably does (laughs) (laughs) oh seriously you understand what you like and why you do what you don't like and why you don't like it well there's something to be said about self-awareness no that's thank you that's a much more succinct way i'm babbling around yeah being self-aware especially in your hobby and what you like and don't like yeah it helps make your life a hell of a lot easier a lot fewer arguments i feel anyway i'm gonna put up uh, thing up in the forums if you're not on our forums going to gamingmbs.com forward slash forums uh, I'm gonna put up. I want to put up a thread up there that just says, "Here are the th- my like. If you were on a deserted island and you had access to only three RPGs in the universe, which one would you have? Which t- what are your top three must have to be on that island forever? Got it. Okay, that'd be interesting. I'd be interested, and I I love that stuff. I love the people that love the different stuff that they're doing and why. And sometimes it's it's not even – I don't want to look at you and go, what the fuck would you do that for? I just want to know it. Yeah, I just like, wow. curious. Yeah. Because sometimes like that person is that passionate about this game. Right. They love mutants and masterminds more than anything else. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't and, even and know. I, know even, I know fuck all about that game. That's great if they have that. That's awesome. And I'm stipulation-wise, somebody will say, well, okay, Sean, but is that games I play or games that I love but I haven't played? Like I just want to know. You're on a deserted island. You have no game store. No access to anything else. You are going to take three RPGs, tabletop RPGs with you. What are they? Don't care why you bring them. In no order. Just tell tell me what they are. Yeah, what are they? Neat. Yeah. Cool. We'll put that out there. Um, All right. And and frankly, you could probably look this up like in two years. You can go to the same forum. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, Let's go into die roll. Let's do it. All right. Two to four miscellaneous points of game and a geekery we want to share with you. Uh, let's see. Pre-gen D&D 5e characters done up for levels one through five right on the character sheet. This was designed by Eric Nowak and developed by James Intracasso. Uh, James, I, I'm not, I haven't, I don't know much about Eric. I know James has done and put some stuff out and has been pretty involved with D&D 5e uh, quite a bit. So if you're, I'll have links to those two guys' Twitter account, but it's pretty good. It's like a little, it's got a little intro to it, but literally it's, so if you need pre-gens and you want them all leveled up, like one through five right on the sheet. Fantastic Adventures character portfolio. Yeah. There's some good stuff in here. Yeah. They did a good job. Very good job. I'm just parsing through this. I looked at it a little bit earlier. This is, this is slick. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for Sly Flourish for pointing that out on Twitter. 
Um, second one, old school DM. You're going to hear this. Yes, you have the great Tarrasque takedown in Berkeley, California on the 18th of December. But unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this out in time for your event. I hope it went well. It did not go unnoticed. Um, you just posted it at a time where it was like our last episode was out. And we ended up late. And edited. And then our bed. late to this one. So I hope it went okay. Uh, I'm sure it did, Randy. Um, you probably put on a huge, awesome event. And those that were uh, went were lucky to go. The last one, Giant Skeleton Climbs Out of Mexico Street. Thanks, Josh W. Article on BBC News. little inspiration for folks. You know, because why not, right? Skeleton just comes out of the street. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to check a link in the show notes. A little Day of the Dead action. Yeah. I love the fact that there's children holding its hand and looking looking nonplussed by the large, horrible thing. Spoilers. (laughs) I love it. All right. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yes. We'll get into the main topic uh, next week when we... Talk, talk about consequences. Consequences. Yeah. There are no consequences. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about, Sean. That's, There's always consequences. That's what's wrong with today's youth, Brad. <laughs> that's what's wrong with the kids today. <laughs> no consequences. That's what's wrong. People mid-max, they change stuff. They do whatever they the hell they, they want with no repercussions. House rule crap. There's no consequences for I hate it all. Right. Well, I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS brought to you with the help from the following BSers. Larry Howard, Mark Kasaka, Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Wayne Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValle, Jason Hobbs, Sky, Old School DM, Perry Besor, Michael Dinos, Jim Fitzpatrick, Christopher Gray, Bruce Cunnington, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Niall Diamond, Howard Bishop, Mark Anthony Benedetti, Eric Salzweedle, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Rich Wishon, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Jared Rasher, Andy Hall, David Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Brian Rumble, Henry Newcomb, Eric Tavola, Husk Carl, Roger Brasslett, Mark Soam, Andy Olson, Eric Avia, Ron Blessing, Jeff Seifert, Chad Gleiman, Finolf, Josh Wallace, Mirko Froelich, Kevin Lovecraft, Curtis Takahashi, Joe Swick. For ways to support the show, head over to gamingnbs.com forward slash support dash us. Thanks, BSers. This has been a Litterbox Studio production. Now, if it comes down to ignoring a particular rule because it doesn't provide sufficient benefit for the added complexity, that's no big deal. But it comes to actually, wait a minute, is this a, this is the same thing we just had. Is it? No, it's that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's Yes. This. It's I, It's like, he did he quote the exact same thing above? Oh, did I copy it you wrong? You copied it wrong. Maybe I, maybe I did. Hold on a second. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't like it. Well, Great yeah, now. this is yeah, this is a complete copy. Oh my god, I'm reading the same thing. Oh, sh- oh, maybe maybe I forgot to copy the correct one. To you the- did not copy the correct one. Oh, uh, poor. Rah, rah. Oh, fail.